TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. All right, welcome to WEI Late Night. I'm Mark Dondero with you until midnight. And it feels great to be on on opening day Major League Baseball, Red Sox, not Major League Baseball. The the games have already started, but the Red Sox opening day was today. Push back a day in New York. Tough one. Disappointing. No, I'm not going to get all up in arms about one loss, but that was disappointing. And I have a lot to say on the Red Sox. In general, their future, uh, some of their plans, some of their perceived plans, and what the team might be trying to do with some of their best players. Um, we're going to get into all of that. You know, a disappointing loss, obviously. I Here's my problem with this loss. And again, it's not worth getting frustrated. It's not worth freaking out over. But, you know, I've seen it, and I'm worried, naturally, that this team, with a slow start, and the division as formidable as it is this year, I'm worried that they're going to dig a hole that they can't get out of. That's what I'm worried about. Now, again, it's early, so I'm not freaking out, but that is in the back of my mind and you lose a winnable game like today, it creeps a little bit more to the forefront of my mind. So that's it. You know, that's the first thing I'm I'm a little concerned with. A little concerned with, not just with today, but just in general for this season. I'm concerned if, because three games in New York to start the season isn't easy. If they get behind a la 2019... Will they be able to climb out of the, you know, out of whatever hole they dig themselves because of the depth of teams in this division? Now it's one game, so I'm not worried about it. I'm just telling you I've thought about this. And this, don't be fooled by the 162-game schedule. Don't be fooled. You You cannot win the tournament on Thursday or Friday if you're at the Masters, but you can lose it. The same can be said for a Major League Baseball season. In 2019, the Red Sox essentially lost their year before they even got back to Fenway Park. That happened. Now, do I expect that to happen this year? Of course not. I'm just saying it can happen. And I don't think before 2019 I realized that. Maybe I should have. But this was, a you know... How many times did the Red Sox have the lead today? You had a 3-0 lead to start the game. So right there, losing that game is disappointing. You're up 3-0. I don't care. You're up 3-0. Inning after you score, what happens? Nate Evaldi comes out. And he pitched fine today. It's basically what you thought you'd get from Nate Evaldi. Five innings, you know, whatever. 
Not going to remember the performance, but it wasn't a disaster. But right in the inning after you score, you give up a two-run moonshot to Anthony Rizzo. That's not getting it done. That's not what you want, okay? Everyone knows that. It's, you know, that's disappointing. So you had the 3-0 lead there. It was evaporated uh, in an instant. Yankees chip away. Yankees tie it. Red Sox take the lead later. They were up 3-2 to two then. They were up 4-3. to three. They were up 5-4, to four and they lose. That That's a disappointing loss. But it was still great. Red Sox baseball was back. Um, you know? You got some games in New York, four in New York, three in Detroit. Now, I don't know how Detroit's going to be. I don't think you should have an issue. I think there's still a chance to really go at the Yankees and have a good series there. Obviously, there's still three games left. But it's disappointing to see a loss like that. And now, after one game, here come the questions about the bullpen. Here come the questions about this. Here come the Trevor Story went 0 for 5. You know, you had Garrett, Garrett Cole gives up the home run. You had him on the ropes. And you let the, the, the Yankees get right back in the game in no time. Battle back, and now they've got some really quality momentum after one game of the Major League Baseball season. But it's great baseball's back, and it's great the Red Sox are back, and I expect the Red Sox to be good. Okay, I expect the Red I know it's a big boy division, and I know there's a lot of quality teams. There's no way the Boston Red Sox should be worse than they were last year, and last year they were, what was it, two games away from the World Series? Their lineup should be as good as anybody. They should be right there with any other lineup in baseball. They're not going to be significantly overmatched offensively by anyone, barring injury, of course. They won't be. So their lineup should be fine. Now, back in the day, I would have worried about their pitching staff, you know? Oh, who's their starter? Who's their ace? What's, who's this? That doesn't really matter anymore, mm, you know? Now, I expect the good news is for the Red Sox, I expect them to figure things out in the bullpen. I expect them to be able to manage their pitching staff to a point. Now, is it going to drive me crazy in the process? Is it going to make me tear my, my hair out when I watch, you know, all these pitching changes, the analytics, this, that, this guy coming in, this guy? Sure, it will. All those things are true. But the Red Sox and Alex Cora specifically – I think, have a good feel for their arms. And I think they're going to find a rhythm throughout the course of the year. I do not think they're ever going to have an ace pitcher, which is, you know, disappointing, or at least would have been disappointing, more disappointing five, seven years ago. I still think it helps, but it is what it is. You can get around it. What have the Mets done with Jake DeGrom recently? Nothing. You can get around it. And I think the Red Sox are as capable as anybody with the personnel, with the coaching, with the you know, with everybody they have on that squad, on that uh, team, the the brain trust there, I think they're as equipped as anybody to maybe get around not having an ace pitcher, not having the most depth at pitcher. They can do it. They're going to need to do it because they're going to score the runs. They're going to be up there with runs. Their offense is going to be good enough. But I will say this. Okay, now this brings me to my next point. 
I did not want this team to re-sign Mookie Betts. I was for the trade with the Dodgers. I supported High and Bloom. I was for it. Mainly because I did not think a player at that size, with what type of game he had, explosive hands, power, RBI, you know, that whole game, that bet, he's a five-tool guy. Loved Mookie Betts, but I did not think that that type of player at that size would hold up over the length of a, of a $400 million contract in however many years. They did not and should not have paid him the money that he was looking for, and I loved Mookie Betts. But I didn't like that contract. I didn't like the offer. I agreed with the trade, especially when you see the type of production you're getting from the guys that replaced him. Kike Hernandez, I know I don't think he was involved with the trade, but still, he was part of the plan to replace him. Alex Verdugo, a couple hits today. Nice diving catch in left field. I mean, that guy has panned out. However, okay, that was Mookie Betts. When it comes to the other stars on this team, I think you need to re-sign them, okay? One reason is because Xander Bogarts and Raphael Devers, they're horses. And I don't think they're going to break down in the way I thought Mookie Betts eventually would break down. I don't think they will. I think they're big. I think they're strong. I think their games are built to last. Now, I'm not going to give them anything and everything, especially Xander Bogarts, where you have seemingly a replacement now on the roster. But in order to achieve what you need to achieve, look, baseball is a fluid game. It's unpredictable. Unless you have all-time greatness in the middle of your lineup, and Xander Bogarts, I don't think he's all-time greatness. Raphael Devers, we'll see. I think Raphael Devers, I've said this before, I think Raphael Devers is the most talented pure hitter the Red Sox have had since Manny Ramirez. I think he's that good. and could be that good. Not Manny, but the most talented guy, naturally talented, naturally gifted hitter since Manny. And he's a horse, and I like his mentality, and I like the way he's able to not just, you know, he has some power, obviously, but the guy just rips the ball. He gets the ball to the barrel and hits piss missiles. I would re-sign both of them, especially Devers. Both of them, though. Bogarts, I don't know if he's going to play short his entire career, but he gets hits. He gets on base. He has a knack for doing the right things offensively. He's a leader. He's a foundational piece. I would sign him, and I would, I mean, go to school, Red Sox. When you have a horse, okay, that is capable of bringing you to where you want to go, and he's not going to break down, and he's young enough to be around for a while, you don't get rid of that guy. You don't get rid of the John Lesters. And I think Bogarts and Devers, with their body type and with their games, you've got to bank on them. You've got to be in business with them for a long time. That's what I would do, especially Devers. I can't trust anybody, not right now, not from where I sit, coming up through the system. 
How do I know that there's not a lot of Bobby Dahlbecks on that roster in in Worcester or Portland? You know, whatever, a little bit of hype, but then before I know it, he's 25 coming into, you know, the major leagues. That's too old. It's not like, you know, it's not, I'm not saying you can't do it, but that's old for me. If you want to stay competitive and be in the situation where you're getting into the playoffs year in and year out, a la the Dodgers, I know they don't win it every year, but they're in the playoffs every year. If you're the Boston Red Sox and you have the money, you pay some of these big boys and you keep that, especially the ones that you think are good, that will hold up, that are culture creators. If you can get them for less than ridiculous money, now maybe you can't. You know, maybe you missed the boat with some of these contract negotiations. Maybe you should have tried doing stuff a little earlier and bringing Raphael Devers to the table a little earlier. All those things... Or what it should have, could have, I guess. But you've got to find a way to keep that guy. Because I'm all for, you know, look, I understand how it works in the playoffs. You know, your big bats in the playoffs, 2018, Mookie Betts in the playoffs didn't do much. He had a garbage time home run in the World Series. Didn't do much. Who did a lot in that playoff run? It was Steve Pierce. Guy you picked up a nobody, no offense, Steve Pierce. He was great during the World Series. But he was essentially a role guy. Todd Walker in 2003. Heroics. Daniel Murphy for the Nets. Or the Nets. The Mets. What was that? 2015? I think it was the Mets. Unstoppable for that stretch of games. Carlos Beltran, 2004. Now, he's not Daniel Murphy, but he's also not Manny Ramirez. You never know who's going to be hot, who's not going to be hot, who's going to cool off in the playoffs. So paying a guy $400 million to hit a baseball can be in a, in a large part, in a large way, viewed as a fool's errand because you just don't know. But you need the stability of the middle of the lineup to get you there every year to give your team a chance at winning a World Series. When you're the Boston Red Sox and you have the money to spend and you got guys on the roster in-house that you know can do the job, you know have the body type and the makeup to do the job here, you stay in business with them. All right, let's get it trending. Crash and Keith, weekdays 10 to 2. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. This trending is brought to you by Budweiser. Here's to your home field. What's trending on WEEI and WEEI.com. Red Sox lost to the Yankees today 6-5 in the Bronx. Raphael Devers showed his worth by hitting a two-run homer in his first at-bat of the season. Sox and Yankees will be back at it tomorrow. The Bruins managed to pull out a win against the Tampa Bay Lightning 2-1 to tonight in OT down in Florida. Charlie Coyle with the game-winning tally for Boston. Tiger Woods finished his day at the Masters at plus one. He did make the cut for the weekend. Uh, Scotty Scheffler, though, tied the largest 36-hole lead in Masters history. He's currently sitting at minus eight, eight under, and has a five-shot lead going into the third round. And Al Horford cleared up doubts about his vaccination status by confirming he is vaccinated. Um, Celtics... And Jalen Brown, they're still waiting to hear if or Jalen Brown is hasn't said whether or not he is fully vaccinated. Um, and that might be because he's part or he's VP of the NBPA. That's what's trending on WEI and WEI.com. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. 
In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Shot clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. It's better after investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allow 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Like I said yesterday, it's going to be a grind from day one. You know, they have a good team. We got a good team. We got some good teams in the division. And then from the first pitch all the way to the last one, you know, there there were a lot of stuff going on, right? They made pitches, made plays, put good at bats. Uh, it was a good baseball game. All right, that was Alex Cora after the Red Sox lost six to five to the Yankees in extra innings. I'm okay. Look, I'm okay with the guy on second in extra frames. I I don't do I am I in love with it. Uh, no, I'm not in love with it, but r- the baseball game needs to go faster. You know what I mean? Like three hours and 56 minutes today. So I'm for them being open to making changes to make the game move along. And I, you know, I'm a baseball guy. I play baseball through college. I love baseball, but you got to move it along. And if that's the first step to doing so, I'm for, I guess I'm for it. There were runs scored. Both teams scored with that guy on second. You know, I, I'm for it. Um, yeah, you know, it's a good game. It's a good game. It's a good game for the Yankees. They came back a couple times and ended up winning. Um, disappointing start for the Red Sox, obviously. But, yeah, you know, you know, and I know Sam Kennedy said on some show that they're going to continue to talk to Xander Bogarts. You got to keep some guy. You can't just let everyone go. You have to identify the guys. I understood the bets one. Bogarts and especially Devers. Now, I don't know who he was. That Will Fleming who said that when we were going out of going into the trending that it was a, no doubt he thought no question that they were going to get a deal done with Devers. I'm not as uh, I'm not as confident. I'm not as confident that they're going to find a way. If I'm Raphael Devers, why would I not want to go to free agency at this point? Why would I not want to go to free agency and get a 350 million dollar deal? I don't know if the Red Sox are going to pay that. They're gonna. I would say I'm confident they're gonna offer him a deal. You know, I don't think it's gonna be a situation uh, where they're gonna offer or not offer him, or they're gonna even. I think they'll offer him something substantial. But are they going to take it? Is he going to take it? If you're Raphael Devers at this point, I can't say. I don't know. Okay, because I just don't know at this point. Devers is a guy you have to stay in business with for years. Uh, he's too talented. You've got to have a horse in the middle of the lineup, especially 
with where the game is going. I mean, look at the team that won the World Series last year. Did they win that championship with an ace stud pitcher? No, they won that with their offense that mashed. Okay, an offense that was able to replace Ronald Acuna in the middle of the year. I mean, they mashed. That's where sports are going. But especially baseball, especially football. And with that being said, 617-779-7937 is the phone number if you want to jump in on the Red Sox. With that being said, I'm going to say this. I have an idea. I've been thinking of this a little bit. Because I'll tell you one thing I have absolutely no confidence in. I have no confidence in Chris Sale's ability to come back and be a bona fide starting pitcher for this team. I don't have any confidence. I think Chris Sale, I'm not going to say he's washed. The guy's a warrior. He's a fighter. I'm just, I don't think he's going to be able to hold up and be the Chris Sale that this region has yearned for since he got here. I don't think, I think Chris Sale's best days as a starting pitcher are behind him. And I don't think he's ever going to be the pitcher that we had hoped he would be when he arrived in Boston. I don't think he could hold up, even though he's being placed on the, or he was placed on the, what, 60-day IR, IL. I don't think, even with that shortened season, he's, he's going to be able to hang, uh, hold up. I don't think so. So what I would do, and I know he's expensive, I would think about putting Chris Sale in the bullpen. That's what I would do. Not a closer. Not, you know, just a middle relief guy. I'm talking about Chris Sale, the ender. Does that make any sense? Have him available on multiple nights per week to come in at the end of a game for maybe one, two, three innings even and get some of the last outs that you need to get to close out a ball game. That's the way I would think about using Chris Sale. Almost like a ra- a swimming race. Let him be your anchor. Because I don't trust him to be able to stay healthy and be the number one ace pitcher that we thought he would be when he got here. You know, we were hoping for Josh Beckett. That's what I was hoping for. 2007 Josh Beckett. He never really was able to do that. He was too injury prone. Too many things went wrong physically. And I don't think coming off of Tommy John, now he's got this bruised rib that he got from throwing a base. I don't think it's going to hold up. And I don't think that's the way the game's going now. I don't think that's the way the Red Sox are going now. If you want to maximize Chris Sale, I would seriously think about putting him in the bullpen as a guy that you can bring in for one, for two, for three, for four innings at the end of a game to try to close it out. I don't know. I mean, I'm not the one that came up with this whole new world of of pitching in Major League Baseball. Everybody's doing weird stuff now. Uh, An opener. I mean, what the hell is an opener? We're seeing that in the playoffs. In, in, you know, elimination games. I don't think you're going to be able to rely on Chris Sale as a bona fide starter. That, coupled with the way the pitching staffs are being managed, makes me say, put him in the bullpen, 
throw him out there at the end of games, and maybe he can find a niche. Maybe he can become uh, the, the, a pioneer in what the new wave of dominant pitchers will be. You know, John Smoltz had a successful transition from starting pitcher to closer. This would be a little different. But you'd be coming in at the end of games. You'd be coming in, maybe you throw five, six innings one night if you're really feeling good. But usually it'd be one, two innings. But you'd be a closer with a different mentality that would be prepared mentally to throw multiple innings at the end of games. Maybe that's how you use Chris Sale because I don't think he's going to hold up physically and there is no proof, there is no evidence to make me think otherwise from his time here in Boston. Let's talk to Wally in Florida on the Red Sox. Wally, how are you? Yeah, what's up? No, I'm not counting on Chris Sale this season at all. I mean, you know, we know we should have gave him the extension, but you look at overall at Major League pitching, so watered down. I mean, uh, Paxton, the one that Heinblum signed, what, he gave him $10 million. He just came off with Tommy John surgery. But uh, he knew in the offseason we had to retool a bullpen. He's got a lot of bodies, but I I just don't know, you know, what what their philosophy is. But uh, Devers, they'll get something wrong, uh, get something done with Devers eventually. I don't know, but it'd be a shame if Bogey leaves. I mean, he's just a, you know just the face of the organization. He's dependable, but like I said, with the pitching, everybody's looking for pitching. I mean, uh, it is what it is. You can't wait till the deadline if this team gets off to a slow start. Well, thanks for the call, Wally. Oh, he, he got in a lot there. Um, yeah, no, I, I don't disagree. You know, I part of the reason they gave him the extension, I think, and they probably gave him they gave him too much money, but they did the extension, I think, in part. Because they think he's a culture guy and they like what he does in terms of, I don't know, leading the team, I guess. I, I mean, maybe they thought they'd give him the extension because they messed up John Lester's situation. I mean, I, I just don't think – there was no reason to think John Lester wasn't still going to be able to deliver for you as a starting pitcher. There's no reason to think Chris Sale is going to be able to deliver for you as a starting pitcher. And I know he says all the right things. I know his heart and head are in the right place. He just physically hasn't been able to hold up. What do you want me to say? That's the that's the reality. He has not been able to hold up physically. He's a skinny dude. Um, I don't know if that's what it is. It just whatever reason he hasn't held up physically. So yeah, I'm with Wally. I don't trust. I mean, I don't. I can't rely on him. But I also don't really know what this year's going to be like from a pitching. I don't know. I don't think I know what I don't know if that makes any sense in terms of pitching. Like, I don't know. Can you tell me what a good pitching staff looks like? What type of balance you want on a pitching staff now in today's MLB? I don't even know. You know, I was always the type of guy that liked to have dominant starting pitching. Horses at the top of the rotation. A good closer. But that's not how they're playing the game now. I didn't play that game. So I don't know what they want. I don't know what they're looking for. And I think we're all still trying, and this includes Major League Baseball, I think they're trying to figure out what's the best approach. I don't think Chris Sale is going to be a number one, but I don't necessarily think you need one now. 
I think you could get by with a lot of B guys and then an A, you know, type level person in a very key spot, whether that's at the end of games, three innings at the beginning of games, Andrew Miller circa whatever year he was dominant out of the bullpen. I mean, I don't know what that guy is now, but I think you could. I would I would not. I would not try to force feed Chris Sale into the, you know, a starting role and say, you be my anchor at the top of the rotation where I expect seven innings of one hit, you know, one run, four hit baseball every time you take the ball. I, that's ridiculous. I think you need to be in a place where you can be comfortable being a little bit different, which I think Alex Cora is, and be in a place where you can use sale in different ways to not just maximize his potential and his ability, but keep him healthy and keep him in the rotation and keep him pitching. He obviously wouldn't be throwing as many innings if he was coming in as the ender, as the guy you know, whatever you want to call the damn role, the concluder. Sounds like a book, book title. I don't know. I, I'm just throwing stuff out there. Because the Red Sox are not going to have top-of-the-line pitching, you know, by the old metrics. They're not going to have it. So why try? I would try to get creative, especially if you think there's a way to utilize your most expensive pitcher, the pitcher you you know you really tried to you've been yearning to see his A game and and for him to keep his A game on the field for you. If you think this is a way to keep him on the field and have him be at his best, why not give it a shot? 617-779-7937. It was a disappointing loss. The Red Sox should be a good team this year. I don't want to see that was a, that was a Celtics. I mean, let's just say what it is. That was a Celtics early of you know November December type loss by the Red Sox tonight. Finding a way, kept getting the lead, found a way to blow it, found a way to lose. It's one game, and this team had a really good year last year, and they should be better this year. But the one game was disappointing to me. Speaking of the Celtics, um, look, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to this playoff run, and I don't know if I've felt this way in a long time. I have not felt this way in a long time. Um, because let's be honest, all those times they were making runs into the playoffs, they weren't. those weren't real runs. You know, as fun as Isaiah Thomas was, that wasn't real. As fun as it was to go to Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Finals or whatever it was that year with a rookie Jason Tatum and a second-year it wasn't real wasn't real rookies don't go to the NBA finals rookies don't slay LeBron James it doesn't happen so it wasn't real this is real the Celtics have finally wrestled themselves into a situation where they are a team that I can rely on now does that mean they're gonna does does that mean they're not gonna um some old bad habits aren't gonna rear their ugly head Come playoff time, no. That's not what that means. But it does mean that I feel good about what this team has to offer. And if they don't get it done, that's on them and that's another issue they'll have to deal with going forward. 
but the development period is over at this point. Let's get to Freddie and Natick, who wants to go back to the Red Sox. Freddie. Freddie, you there? Eddie from Natick. Yo, Freddie, what's going on, man? Just made the long trip back from Florida. The winter thaw is over. Red Sox season is here. Let's I'm go. Loving it. Uh, I love your take. I love what you're saying about sale. I've been saying it actually for, I said it last year. I might have even said it two years ago. I mean, if you put him in the pen, right, and you turn him into a Josh Hader type, mm-hmm. you give him one or two innings when he's feeling good, you couple that with Whitlock, maybe you get some, uh, some bounce back from Diekman, from Strom. You know what I mean? Maybe Brazier turns around a little bit. All of a sudden, you go from having what's, what, a shaky bullpen to an awesome bullpen. You know what I mean? Uh, 100%. Then, kind of just, then what you got to deal with, and I think I think Bloom's going to make a move somewhere at the deadline to get an arm, you know, for the rotation, which I think if we're really going to make a push, which we should, because we have the firepower in the starting lineup to do so, I think if we go get a real arm, and then you and I mean I don't know when what sales timetable really is for coming back, but he comes back and he you turn him into a Josh Hader type, that's a great bullpen. You pair him with Whitlock, we can do this. We can absolutely do this. I love the optimism, Freddie, and I totally agree. And not only that, what that would do is it would take some of the pressure off of the starting pitching. And it would give the Red Sox more options. So if they didn't have elite starting pitching, it would help them out. And it would be a way that the the Red Sox on the back end could be productive with some of those guys you mentioned. Look, I thought Garrett Whitlock was a little hard on himself today. I thought that uh, home run that LeMahieu hit was, I didn't think that was a cheap, I know everybody gets on Yankee Stadium. I thought that was a cheapo home run. Uh, I, or, sorry, I didn't, I did not think that was a cheapo home run. I thought he, now I thought Stanton, he ripped the ball, but you can, um, you know, LeMahieu, I thought he got some extension and put it out to the opposite field. I didn't have a problem with that. Well, the pitch a, was up. He's whatever. a great hitter. He is yeah. a good hitter. He's a great hitter. And you know what? That's, um, yeah, I mean, the pitch location was not bad. He extended his arms. You're absolutely right. He threw his hands at it. He got he got the barrel on the ball, and he pushed it. And uh, good for him. I mean, he's a, he's a great hitter. He's somebody I wanted the Sox to eye, you know, when he was leaving uh, Colorado. And I, I've always been a fan of him. You know what I mean? He's a... Uh, He's a great fit for them, and that 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 was uh, not. I mean, you, and I mean, I, I kind of I, a lot of people were getting on Cora too, saying like he shouldn't have left him out there too. But like I kind of I kind of like the experiment of saying like how far can the kid really go? And I don't even think he was burned out when he pulled him. I think it was just Lemayu is a is a good hitter, and he he took put a good swing on the ball. Yeah, yeah. that's all that was. Thanks, Freddie. I, I mean, look, he, I appreciate um, you know Whitlock getting on himself. And you know you like he was really good up until that point. They gave up the lead. That's frustrating, but you know I think to give the guy some credit. The opposite field, not the short porch. It was a good. I mean, he made a good swing, and that was a productive at bat, obviously. But if you could get a guy like Sale to back up a guy like Whitlock, then you're really talking about something, and it would take the pressure off of the starters. And then if you got guys like Avaldi in there. I don't know what Rich Hill's going to give you, but you assume he's not going to be a disaster. You know, t- that type of guy, you could find a way to manage the middle early part of the game and then, you know, teams can start feeling pressure that they better score early against the Red Sox or they're going to be in a bad way. And like I said, I think that's a way to keep Chris Sale healthier because it doesn't, it has not worked as a starter. It just hasn't. So I cannot have a lot of confidence 
in that situation. Let's go to Mike in Connecticut on the Red Sox. Mike, how are you? Hi, Mark. What's going on? Before we talk about this year's team, I agree with you on the bets thing. I would have never gave him 10 years either. But you got to get more back from him than just Alex Verdugo. He's he's a good player, and that's the limit he'll ever be. He's just a good player. Down stinks. The catcher stinks. So that whole trade, they, they could have got a lot more there. But that ship has sailed. I don't know if you agree with me there. No, I but totally agree. I'm, Real, very, I'm just going to say, Mike, what I was disappointed in, that they didn't get back some pitching, some high-end right. quality pitching prospects right. from the Dodgers. That's what I would have liked. Right. right. I would have rather seen them get Verdugo and one other top prospect instead of the, the other two. But I'll tell you, though, Cora has no no faith in anybody in that bullpen besides Whitlock, and you saw it today. He is not. He is their best reliever by far. He's not supposed to be coming into that game in the sixth inning. He's supposed to be there to close the game out. And, Mark, one thing I disagree with you, and I'm going to give Story a break today. It's the first game. I'm not going to yeah. get on him. But that that bottom three, because Dahlbeck is just a, he's a shriek hitter, and Bradley and Vasquez, they're just terrible. They're, they're terrible hitters. So I, I'm not really that in love with this lineup. All right. Well, thanks for the call, Mike. Look, I mean, I'm not in love with those guys either in terms of the – but – you know, Christian Vasquez has had some big hits for this team. He's had some big at-bats for this team. I don't dismiss his offensive ability. Uh, Jackie Bradley Jr., I dismiss his offensive ability. Um, even though he was the MVP of the NLC or the ALCS that year. So he's got that under his belt. But, I mean, overall, what the heck am I supposed to You want me to hype up Jackie Bradley's offense? I can't do that. So we'll see. But I think overall, I mean, you got J.D. Martinez, Devers, Kike Hernandez, I know he's not going to hit like he did in the playoffs all year this year, but that's still a solid offensive type of player, type of, dare I say, weapon. You've got Story. You've got Bogarts. And this is a lineup. This is a lineup that has some potential. So I should not get all worried, and, and I shouldn't be fretting over, you know, ooh, the, the nine hitter's not that good. I, I just can't do it. They have enough on this roster in terms of offensive weapons and bats that the bottom of the lineup shouldn't be some sort of uh, fatal flaw for this team. 617-779-7937 is the phone number. We'll be back. Uh, we're going to continue to talk on the Red Sox. We're going to get to the Celtics. A lot of Patriots thoughts I have to get to, and Tiger Woods as well. This is WEI Late Night. All right, back here on WEI Late Night, 617-779-7937 is the phone number. Red Sox are going to have to keep pace with a lot of good teams in the AL East this year. Okay? They're going to have to find a way to win games, and that's why this was a frustrating loss. Now, again, it's one game. It's one game. There's a million games. They play games every day. But I'm not... This was one game that they had multiple leads in and couldn't close it out against one of their biggest rivals, their biggest rival, on opening day. So that's a disappointing loss. You know, I don't... Trevor's story went 0 for 5. I, it was his first game. I mean, he said after the game, he was talking about the atmosphere. I don't know if he was rattled. You know, he's probably trying to figure it out for a minute. He's taking it all in. The Yankees' new guy wasn't rattled. Josh Donaldson had the, you know, a couple plays and then the game winner. 
So advantage Yankees there for one day. But I'm, you know, I want this team when you're, look, you're the Boston Red Sox. There is no, if you wanted to be, you could be the Los Angeles Dodgers. As much as I was against Mookie Betts, I am for them flexing a little bit of big market muscle here. Devers is a must. Bogarts is somebody you should stay in business with. You should keep him around. I mean, we heard what Chris Sale had to say about it. I would definitely keep him around. You've got, you have the funds. Find a way to spend it. Find a way to keep those guys. They are bigger body guys that have proven durable, proven they can create a culture and produce um, big moments or in big moments on the big stage. You keep those guys. You don't let every one of your top players go. You don't do that. I know you got Trevor Story. That's nice that you can acquire those types of guys. This is in the Celtics. You know, free agents will come. The best players, theoretically, will still come to Boston to play baseball. But I don't want to rely on that if you've got some homegrown talent that is young and powerful and and atop the, you know, have set the tone for what Red Sox baseball should be going into the next 10 years. Don't get rid of them. Keep them. Let's talk to Brad in Connecticut. Brad, how are you? Doing all right, man. Hey, so I wanted to uh, throw a little fun fact to you. Yeah. 2018, the Red Sox opened up uh, and lost, right? Opening day. Opening day, sure. They, they also got no hit right. that April, too, which was crazy, but yeah. Yeah, 2019, opening day, they lost to the Mariners. Okay. 2021, Baltimore, they lost to the, uh, the Baltimore Orioles. Okay. Alex Cora has a, since Alex Cora's been a manager, they, they haven't won an opening day game. I was unaware of that stat. Um, you know, we'll have to have the research department check that one out. So, yeah, okay. Also, also with the Chris Sale situation, you know, it, it was great when he came over, when we traded for him and whatnot, having him at Price and whatever, then sending Price off with Mookie. After 2018, I think the Browns, he went too early with that uh, extension, knowing of sales situation. He's going to be injury prone. 2019, injured. 2020, TJ. 2021, he's out for half the season. He comes in, he starts getting hit hard. 2022, he's, he's out. I, I don't like, I'm not a fan of the Chris Sale contract anymore. I'm not a fan of the Chris, uh, Chris Sale's uh him, him being on the team, that contract is just garbage. He's got $50 million coming to him deferred from 2035 to 2039. Yeah, thanks for the call, Brad. I, I mean, look, he's right. The contract is bad, um, but they're stuck with them. There's a few reasons the contract is really bad. I, I can't disagree with Brad there. I mean, I and I like Chris Sale. But I can't disagree. Number one, let's start with this. Even before he arrived in Boston and had all these health issues and he couldn't stay on the field and he lacked durability, blah, blah, blah. Even before all that, he never was good in the in the postseason or late in the season, the regular season. His numbers always came down in August, in September. 
Now, he didn't get a ton of opportunities in the playoffs, but the numbers were always trending in the wrong direction late in the year. So that was number one. Okay, number two. I think part of the reason they gave him that extension was reactionary after messing up John Lester. I think they didn't want to let another big lefty arm who is a top-of-the-rotation type guy get away. So that's another reason. Then you throw in all the injuries that he's had. Yeah, it's a bad contract. But the reason I'm saying move him to the bullpen or use him as, like I said, not just a bullpen guy. You can give it, you can prop it up a little bit more than that. Not just a bullpen guy. Make him something special out of the bullpen. Create a whole new role. Create a whole new position in baseball and feature Chris Sale. Why not? Teams all around the league are doing weird things now. Taking guys out that are dominating after 74 pitches. I mean, what? why not? Give it a shot. I don't think he's going to be. When, I, when they got him, I said it in 2016. I wanted Chris Sale. Why? Because like I said, I was looking for Josh Beckett. That's what I was looking for. He's a big dude. Like, I know he's a skinny twig, but he's a big, tall guy. You know, I thought I was hoping he'd be a little more Randy Johnson-ish. Obviously, Randy Johnson had a lot more, uh, a little bit more beef. That's what I was hoping for. That wasn't the case. But I was hoping for Josh Beckett. That obviously didn't happen. He was not a dominant starter. He's not, he has not proven to be a guy that, hey, when the Red Sox need a good start, when they need a good outing and a stop, you give Chris Sale the ball. He never turned into that guy, not even for small stretches. His claim to fame here was coming in and, and I guess, ending the World Series against the Dodgers, which was a painful experience. I mean, he didn't even really do much in that series that I can remember. He came in and he was okay. He was effective and got the final out. Yippee. But that, I mean, you're under the, the contract is the contract at this point. It wasn't a good extension. It's not working out, but if you have an opportunity when he gets back to use him in a unique way that might maximize not just his production, but his availability, that's what I would do. Hour two when we get back, uh, more on Chris Sale, and we'll get into some of the Celtics and the Patriots stuff. This is WEI Late Night. I'm Mark Dundere. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. The clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allow 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. For a 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh. 